Welcome to the Military Bottom Line Podcast, where we help you make the most out of your military contract. Today on the show, I have Kelly Patterson. She's been in the Marine Corps for just about 12 years now and has done some pretty remarkable things, everything from uh, working in the intelligence community to working as uh, embassy security guards around the world and taking advantage of the enlisted to commissioned uh, Marine Corps college program where she's uh, obtained her degree uh, all while on active duty military. So she's got a lot of experience to talk from, and I think you guys will enjoy the show. Hey, Kelly, thanks for joining us today. Hey, thanks for having me. Awesome. I'm looking forward to uh, kind of learning about your your career thus far, and I'd love to hear kind of a, a backstory about you know how you joined the Marine Corps and uh, what you've done thus far. Okay, so um, I joined back in 2009, and I initially joined, you'll probably find it kind of funny, I was voted a senior most to join the military in high school. No kidding. And up until that point, I really didn't know how I was going to pay for college. Uh, I was the youngest of three, and my other two sisters went to college as well. And I kind of just wanted to get out of my hometown, so joining the Marine Corps was kind of killing two birds with one stone, I guess. I got out of my hometown and I was able to get a bachelor's degree. So. Awesome. Awesome. So what, what did uh, you enlist for? What was your job that you started off doing? So I enlisted as an intelligence analyst at 231. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you did that for the first, what, three, four years or so? Almost four years. Um, I did end up doing quite a few things. Um, so my first duty station, I was out in California. I was an intelligence analyst. But with that, I did some uh, kind of side duties too. I was a range coach and everything like that too. So. Are those things that you volunteered for or you were picked for? Um, volunteered for, but also picked for. So they <laughs> had a list of people in the shop who had expert rifle qualifications and they were only taking experts. And then I volunteered off that list. So. Awesome. Awesome. Or were you glad to volunteer for that? I, I feel like, uh, oftentimes people are told like once you, it's funny, like once you're volunteer to join the military after that point, don't volunteer for anything, you know? <laughs> so how do you feel like, uh, your experience with volunteering once you're in the military has served you? So um, I absolutely think that volunteering is the way to go because mm-hmm. my career has turned out fantastic because of all the things that I volunteered for. And I won't say that I did it out of haste or just randomly or didn't think about it, but really volunteering has gotten me 11 successful years in the Marine Corps so far. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome, for sure. All right, so then you were out at Camp Pendleton, and then you went on to the embassy program, right? Yep. And uh, if I remember correctly, um, your first enlistment, you know, before you went to the embassy program, you were you were pretty over the Marine Corps. So it's funny. I actually I was kind of over the Marine Corps, and it was because. I volunteered to go on the embassy security guard program about a year and a half at my first duty station. So I volunteered for it, but they turned me down because I was, I was young. I was a Lance corporal. I didn't, at the time I didn't own a car, so I didn't have any 
proof that I was financially responsible or anything like that. <laughs> and I had volunteered for a couple of deployments and got denied or taken off rosters. I did a couple workups, never actually got to deploy. And that I will say like one of my reasons too, for joining the Marine Corps outside of what I mentioned before, school and getting out of my hometown, I did want to deploy. Yeah. And I didn't get that opportunity. And then they dangled embassy security guard duty in front of me right as my enlistment was about to expire. And I was like, absolutely, I'll do it. I wanted to do it when I got here. Yeah, so. yeah, for sure. So that's another good point. Um, I mean, you had to volunteer for deployments that you didn't even get. So mm-hmm. like, how does that work? I mean, it, it, you would think that joining the Marine Corps of all the branches during a you know a time of war, it's like a guaranteed deployment. Well, so that's, a, again, that's something that you would think. But at the time, we were at war, so we were plussed up in numbers. Mm-hmm. So everybody was trying to deploy. Um, and I kind of got in after the conclusion of Iraq and after we had already done a couple pumps to Afghanistan and um my unit had already deployed by the time i had gotten to them and we had about probably 30 analysts at the time who can be um attached to really any unit on the base that um rates an analyst but there weren't any deployments that my my shop had already deployed as a unit and it kind of rotates through the intel battalion so it was first then it was second and then it was third so second had already deployed when i got to it and third was up gotcha awesome okay so then the myth of uh guaranteed deployments in the marine corps has been busted is basically what it comes down to (laughs) yeah absolutely so then you did your msg um duty for that's a three-year assignment right yes um but i did four years Four years. Okay. How does that work? And where did you end up getting stationed? If you can say. (laughs) Oh, I can say. Um, So I did. So the way that embassy security guard program works is I went out as a watchstander. So I was a uh, sergeant or below. And then there's F and C or below. Sergeant and below is a watchstander. Staff sergeant above is uh, a deck commander. So as a watchstander, you get three posts in three years. And as a detachment commander, you get two posts. You spend a year and a half at each post. My first station, well, my first embassy was uh, Uwagadugu, Burkina Faso. Uh, <laughs> Where's <there> that? <laughs> it's in West Africa. It, okay. um, it borders Chad and Mali. No kidding. Um, yeah. So when they, when they actually announced it, they just said Uwagadugu. Not that I would have known where it was at the time <laughs> if they had said Burkina Faso either. But you uh, could take a guess, I was maybe. Kind of you know? I was like, I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, I had to. Like, as soon as we left, I was like, I got to look at a map. I have no idea where I'm going. Yeah. Um, but I ended up loving it. I loved uh, Burkina Faso, and then uh, after that, I went to Shanghai, China. I was there from 2014 to 2015, and then I came back to the security augmentation unit for the Embassy Security Guard program, and I was there for two years. That's cool. based off of Quantico. Cool. Okay. So what is what's it like? I mean, n- nobody, I mean, very few, I should say, people are going to volunteer to go live in like 
West Africa. And I mean, what, what is that like? And uh, are, are you happy for that experience or was it, was it a rough year? Oh no, I absolutely loved it. Um, I think I had a rough year in China just because that's kind of not my cup of tea. Shanghai is a huge city with a ton of people. Um, and there's a lot of air pollutions and you can't really get outside. I could probably count on one or two hands the amount of times the sun came out the entire year I was there. Wow. Because of the smog or the just the clouds? I mean, all around, just the weather kind of sucked? The smog. It's, wow. it's the smog from the city. And Unreal. It's so bad that the Department of State actually issues you UV lamps. Wow. Yeah. Do they, like, do they give you, like, gas masks to wear the whole time? Or, or what do they do about the, the smog and the respiratory problems from that? <laughs> no. So they'll recommend – they recommend that you buy um, an air filtration mask before okay. you come out there. I did it. They're, pretty, they're relatively inexpensive. They're less than $30. So, mm. but, and you get issued one when you go there. At least I know that the Marine Corps pays for them for you. Gotcha. So. Okay, cool. Awesome. So then you, you did the MSG program. You finished that. And then uh, what, was, what was next after that for you? Well, so I was uh, on the Embassy Security Guard program for four years. In my fourth year, I didn't really explain. Um, you can extend for a fourth year as long as your monitor allows you to. Oh, okay. And so I spent two years at the security augmentation unit, which is, yes, still part of the embassy security guard program, but it's a little different where you go on security augmentation deployment in 30 to 60 days. Um, and you'll go and you'll basically plus up the security presence at an embassy that already has a security detachment. Gotcha. Yep. Uh, I did that for two years and absolutely loved it. Awesome. And, that, and that's the same thing that Ethan did. Do. That's the same thing that Ethan did in, uh, in episode four, I think it was of the podcast, right? Um, like the, the quick yeah, reaction yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, he did. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. Very cool. And uh, did you get to go some exciting places on that assignment too, or for the shorter stints? Yeah, so I did a security augmentation unit in Bujumbura, Burundi, and I also did several VIP supports in Turkey and cool. um, where else? Oh, Barcelona. Awesome. Not bad. <laughs> <laughs> Not bad. Awesome. So I, you mentioned monitor. I kind of want to fill in. Uh, what, is, what does that mean? What is a monitor? So your uh, your military occupational specialty monitor is he is he or she is responsible for literally placing um, plugging and placing Marines into empty spots where a unit needs a specific uh, billet filled. So if it's a sergeant or below or staff sergeant above, you all have the same monitor if you're an O two thirty one. So gotcha. Gotcha. And so basically they let you extend because you weren't needed at anywhere else at the time. Yeah. Gotcha. Awesome. All right. So that's, uh, that's up to year seven, basically we're at, and we've got a couple more years to go before we're caught up to date. So what's, uh, what's the last couple of years held for you? So last couple of years, actually, I applied to the Marine enlisted commissioning education program. 
And basically what that is, is me transitioning from enlisted to be an officer. And I applied and got accepted right off of the embassy security guard duty. I went to officer candidate school in the summer of 2016. And then I graduated and I went to school for three years to complete my bachelor's degree. Awesome. And those three years, I mean, you're still technically full-time Marine Corps getting paid years towards retirement while going to school. Like that's your, that's your obligation at school, right? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So I was getting paid as a staff sergeant going to school full-time. That was pretty much my job. Yeah. That's awesome. And so are you going to school all year round, summers included, or how does that balance out? Yes, summers included. You can if you um, if it if it works into your schedule and if it helps you graduate. So if it applies to your degree, you mm-hmm. can also study abroad. I didn't have that opportunity, okay. but I do have friends that did. Cool, awesome. So then, I mean, wherever the school has a program abroad, the the Marine Corps would allow you and continue to pay. Like same situation, you're just studying abroad. Yeah, that's wild. Yeah. <laughs> if, if somebody, you know, were interested in pursuing this, I mean, you said you applied for it. So mm-hmm. it's not, it's not just something that they, you know, you got picked for necessarily, you had to pursue it, right? And, and Correct. Yeah. So I will say it is kind of a tedious process. They have completely changed it since I've done it. Okay. My package was a paper package. I had to print everything out. I had to create everything myself. Um, but now it's all online. It's all digital. So I'm not really familiar with how that works, but it is, it's a long, tedious process. I think it took me about uh, six months to build the package. Wow. And what kind of things are they looking for and who even qualifies to apply for that kind of thing? So they are looking for people who have already started uh, their college degree. Uh, I will say that it's not a huge requirement for credits that you need to have before you apply. You have to have 12 credits, three in math, three in English, three in science. And I can't remember what the other one was. Okay. Um, but the, what was your question? I'm sorry. I lost. Uh, like what are the prereqs, I guess, to be able to be able to apply for this program? So you have to be a sergeant above, um, That changes periodically. Some uh, before it was a corporal and above, then they changed it to sergeant and above. Um, you have to have those twelve credits. You have to have a first class PFT, preferably a higher first class PFT. And the board is pretty competitive. They don't have a set number of allocations every year that is um, consistent. It's different every year, but they always release a board. Um, the board results and the board trends. They do a full report of that that you can view on Marine Stop Mill. Cool. Okay. And did they let you pick the college that you went to or do they assign that to you? So you get to pick uh, really whatever college you want to go to as long as it's affiliated with an NROTC. So that's how they kind of keep accountability of you while you're on this program. You'll do a couple of things with the NROTC. You'll report for a drill period once a week and you will PT with them probably about three times a week. Um, but it's really not super intensive. And like I said, it's, you're getting paid full time to go to school and finish your degree. Yeah. 
And so do you have to apply both to the MESET program and the school, or is it kind of like one one package for both? Do you just automatically get into the school you want? <laughs> uh, yes and no. So you definitely have to apply for both separately. Okay. Uh, I applied to my college after I graduated OCS. Some people applied beforehand. And the um, the uh, college you pretty much are guaranteed okay. to get into just because you have to use your benefits to pay for it. So you're going to either be using the post 9-11 or the Montgomery, Montgomery GI Bill. Mm-hmm. And the school would kind of be stupid to not accept you because it's guaranteed money. For sure. They know, and, they know they're going to get paid because the government's going to pay them. Yeah. And they, you know, they assume because you were admitted to the program that you're probably a good student. So yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a safe bet. Awesome. Okay. And you just graduated, right? Yeah. I graduated on May 3rd and the, I got commissioned on May 3rd as well. So, right, cool. yeah, I graduated with my bachelor's in security and intelligence and minor in Russian. Very cool. Impressive. And now you're going to be an officer in the Intel field or, or do you do not know yet. So hoping, uh, when you go to TBS, you compete for your MOS. So my, I'm actually getting ready to go to TBS in two weeks. So nope. I'll be going there on the eighth. <laughs> and what is TBS? And we're trying to uh, make sure we explain school. all the acronyms. Sorry. Yeah. No, it's okay. Uh, <laughs> TBS is the basic school for officers. It's a six-month okay. course, and that's where I'll compete for my MOS. The only uh, MOS that is guaranteed in when you go to TBS is if you have a flight contract. So. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Awesome. Yeah, it's an impressive, uh, impressive career right there. You've done a lot, so that's that's pretty cool. Um, and your your mindset has definitely changed. I mean, from wanting to get out after the first three years to now, you know, twelve years, and you're you you owe them at least four years now after after doing the MESET program, right? It's actually six. So you six only years. have to do four active, and then uh, the last two can be in the um, uh, IRR. Yeah. yeah, the IRR. Yeah, just inactive ready reserves, like. To get stop lost, basically, if you needed to. <laughs> um, awesome. Okay. So then, how do you feel? It seems kind of like an obvious answer, but how do you feel um, your military career has like kind of prepped you for the future and getting out? I mean, you've done um, you've done a lot and have uh, a lot on your resume already, so it seems pretty pretty basic. But let's hear it. I think it's uh, absolutely prepared me. So, as an intelligence analyst, I had a top secret clearance. Um, that alone is super valuable. I have my degree, um, which is again, is super valuable. I have another four years at the minimum on active duty where I can use TA to put classes towards my bachelor or my master's. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that as long as you work hard and really kind of take advantage of the opportunities, there's so many opportunities you can really get far ahead. Yeah, absolutely. So with it, with all of this said, and you know, a career at this point, you've experienced a lot of good, but what is, what would you say are like the downsides of it all? And, and what's the, the sacrifice, if you will, that, that it's 
cost you in order to accomplish all these things? So I will, so I kind of looked at this and I thought about it for a little bit and there's two really kind of big things that I think people should be aware of about the military. And it's, I think most people are kind of aware already that you move around a lot, but I can probably say I've moved at least eight times in the last 11 years. Mm -hmm. And it really, the, the Marine Corps is really good, or just the military in general is really good at taking you away from a place after you've just started to establish <laughs> roots and get comfortable. Yeah. And yeah. you're like, man, I really have a handle on this job. And I've made some great relationships at work. Mm -hmm. um, and then they're like, no, nope, we're going to take you and plant you somewhere else. And you got to start all over again. Yeah. So that can be that can be tough. That can be really tough. It can wear on you. Um, but you kind of get better at it the more time you spend in. So. Uh -huh. Okay. And I would say the second thing is the, I don't want to say you have, you have to sacrifice your body, but you kind of do. Um, <laughs> in, in what sense? What, that, that, that sounds like it could be taken uh, many different ways, but what do you mean by that? <laughs> Uh, like, so not, I don't want to say that you, you sacrifice your health or anything like that, but you definitely mm -hmm. have to put more thought into, um, your health than I would say anybody else that's your age. So physically, really, if, yeah, physically, yeah. um, yeah. you spend a lot of time staying in shape. You spend a lot of time thinking about what goes in your body, like mm -hmm. food, alcohol, like it kind of affects you differently than it would somebody else. And physical fitness is such a huge part of how you are racked and stacked against your peers. Yeah. So. Is, is physical fitness not automatic in the military and in the Marines? <laughs> no, no, it's not. You have to work really hard to maintain it. Um, and, you know, most of the time in a perfect world, the Marine Corps usually does uh, there's an order they have to provide you with a place yeah. to um, work out, whether it be a physical gym or with the equipment in mm -hmm. some capacity, they have to provide that to you. But sometimes in the more remote locations like Africa, it's a little yeah. bit harder. So yeah, for sure. Okay. Good, good deal. Um, what kind of, what kind of advice would you give to somebody that's like either early on in their career or considering a career in, in the Marine Corps or military for that matter? So we kind of already touched on it. I am a huge advocate for the volunteer. I know it, it sounds cheesy. It sounds uh, kind of overplayed a little bit, but really volunteering got me to where I am. I volunteered for the program. I, I pursued certain things and really just take every opportunity that's really given to you and yeah. see where it takes you. Um, because it really, it's worked for me so far. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no kidding. And I think that, I think, you know, most people I talk to that have volunteered um, for every opportunity, you know, they only have good things to say. So, you know, I, I, I definitely would agree with that. Um, so, I mean, based on your experience, it sounds like you, you would, would you recommend the military to, you know, a younger sister or, or Johnny on the street kind of thing or... <laughs> I absolutely would. Um, I think it should definitely be a bigger consideration. I don't think enough people think about it as 
a solid career. And, mm. you know, at first, when I first joined, I didn't see myself doing a full 20, but now I really want to. Will yeah. I get there? I don't know yet. Um, yeah. I'm pretty far along on my way to do that. Um, but the Marine Corps College Trade School Awesome. You kind of broke up there a little bit, but um, sounds like you would recommend it is what I took away from, from what I gathered there. Yeah. Awesome. Good deal. Well, thank you, Kelly. I appreciate you sharing your story and kind of uh, how, you know, you went about your career and um, kind of shining light on the opportunity that others could, could follow in your footsteps. So it's uh, good insight, good wisdom. You're speaking from experience. So I appreciate you, you sharing it. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. Thanks. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed listening to everything about Kelly's experience in the Marine Corps and her career thus far. Uh, if you guys want more information on Military Bottom Line or Kelly, you can refer to militarybottomline.com. Look forward to seeing you guys next time.